0: I'm Sid and I'm Jess and, and this, this is the book, book boyfriend, boyfriend project. So, today is one of our monthly review sessions. This is going to be over our strictly audiobook based um book. The book that we chose for this was The Lost Apothecary by Sarah Penner, I believe. Um, so it is follows three different perspectives. Um three different generations. Nella and Eliza are in the same time period. Nella I believe is like a 45ish year old woman. She is the owner of an apothecary. Mm-hmm. Um and this is takes place in like 1791 from her perspective.
1: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is not like <clears throat> like I guess I don't really know what like a regular apothecary is. I'm assuming it's like an old-timey like almost a pharmacy. Where you can grab, like, medicine or, like, just, like, like herb-based things. So,
0: when I say apothecary, basically think of, like, all of, like, the herbal medicines that you can get that are, like, mm-hmm. naturally occurring plant-based. They don't have any of, like, the big pharmaceutical things. This isn't something that your typical doctor would prescribe to you. So, they're more and the- like, homeopathic. Mm-hmm. yeah and so the way that Nella describes this a lot of the time is like gentlemen doctors mm-hmm. um so she cares for strictly women women come to her to get things to help with like um she mentions something that's for postpartum depression and mm-hmm. stuff, and her mom ran the shop and she basically grew up in the shop mm-hmm. and then Eliza is a young girl, also in the same time period as Nella. And she works for the Emeralds, I believe.
1: Or? Oh, I forgot what the name was. I don't
0: I know. She works for this couple, the Emeralds, and she's like in the Servant's Keep or something mm-hmm. um, in London. Oh, this all takes place in London, just yeah. so we're aware. <laughs> Across the timelines, it takes place in London. Uh-huh. So Eliza comes to the shop, and we'll get more into why she goes to the shop later, but that is how her and Nella meet. Mm-hmm. And then the third perspective is Caroline.
1: Yes. Caroline is our present day point of view um she's a woman from Ohio who has a British history degree and is supposed to be in London for her like 10 year anniversary trip Mm -hmm. um but she's there alone Mm -hmm. so that kind of sets the stage for why she's in London yes um so before we dive into the plot Jess, how are you feeling about the book right now Mm. Let's talk about, like, what drew us to this book to begin with.
0: Okay, so honestly, the reason that I was drawn to this book in the beginning with is the cover.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, You guys should definitely take a peek at, like, the covers on this. It's very, it's very gorgeous. pretty. It's purples and yellows and blues, and it has this cute little, like, glass vial on it. And it's just, like, a very pretty. And it's called The Lost Apothecary. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know, like that just sounded like really, really cool to me. Mm -hmm.
1: I was really attracted to this book because in the little blurb it says something along the lines of like one woman or like two women like centuries apart and like Nella, obviously our shopkeeper of the apothecary, like sells poisons and stuff. And it's basically like she sells poisons to help the women in the 1800s like dispatch their irritating husbands. And I love that plotline. Like we just got off the Bridgerton High. So, like, anything that time period, that Regency time period, I'm absolutely into. And I loved the idea of having something with, like, kind of that level of drama.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I feel like, I don't know, I feel like that's not quite what we've gotten with this book. So, we are currently halfway
0: through the book. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you that end up, like, reading this or, like, pausing through this, we have just finished chapter 16 mm-hmm. of the book. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know, like, right now, i probably give it, like, maybe, like, two, two and a half stars. Like, it's not bad writing. It's mm-hmm. just, there's not really any romance, like, the one, like, couple-ish that we get, Caroline and her husband, James. Mm-hmm. The reason that she ends up being in London alone is she, like, you know, goes to, she's, like, packing for their trip, and mm-hmm. then she, like, his cell phone goes off, and I mean, they've been married for, like, 10 years, obviously, so she thinks nothing of, like, glancing to see who, like, what the text is or whatever. Yeah. And honestly, like, if you're gonna cheat, don't, like... It was sloppy. It was sloppy to leave your phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, like, he cheats. I think with his, like, secretary or something.
1: I don't know. It's very unoriginal.
0: Um, and he doesn't, like, I don't know if he doesn't lock his phone or if he just doesn't, like, if he just has, like, his text messages showing up, like... Mm -hmm. As they come, as they come, because like you know how you have that setting in your phone that's like, oh, you can just see like who's texting, you can see like that you just have like a text message, or yeah. you can see like the entire text message. Mm-hmm. It, if I remember correctly, it's explained that she can see like the entire text message yeah. on like his phone screen, and it's ridiculous. and I'm like, yeah, ah, that's sloppy.
1: Yeah so we're kind of missing the level of drama slash romance that we really love i feel like we i mean like really the only book that we've strayed from like true romance um, is like the wife upstairs. upstairs but the drama in that was so mm-hmm. much like higher stakes that like mm-hmm. it kept me drawing or it kept me going back again mm-hmm. and again with this one plus there was like
0: a little bit of romance Just with her a, like liking him and like the back and forth between everyone. Yeah. Um. So that one was just, like, very high drama. Yeah. And this one is, like, okay, we're getting, like, the cutesy little perspectives from Nella. Mm-hmm. I think, like, honestly, Nella's perspective is, like, the most intriguing to me at the moment. Caroline just is, like, very whiny and, I don't know, like, we'll get more into that in a minute. Because yeah. I have some thoughts. Yeah. And my thoughts are <laughs> probably going to be harsh. <laughs> very harsh yeah.
1: and very much um not popular. Yeah. Um I feel like I'm trying to think if I've seen any reviews on this book and whether they've been positive or negative. I feel like I've seen people talking about this book, but like no true reviews. So I'm wondering if we're like just we haven't gotten to like the good part or like what's happening. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shall Let's we dive in? jump into the plot. Okay. So, as we said, this kind of flips between the 1800s timeline and then the modern day timeline. So, we're starting out in the 1800s with Nella. So, Nella's kind of describing the apothecary shop. It's kind of tucked away on or in this alley. It's called Bear Alley, which is significant because. Um, all of the things that she sells at her shop have, like, a little bear engraved on the vial or the bottle Mm -hmm. or whatever, which I thought was super cute. So,
0: my question, because I know she, like, describes this process, is she, like, pressing, like, like, softer glass, like, I don't know how you make glass? But like when it's like kind of hot and she's Mm -hmm. like pressing it into like this mold and like actually like shaping, like you know how mason jars have like mason like shaped and it's like kind of raised, yeah. And like that's the bear, or is it like engraved, like like actually like Like carved into like the glass? Idea. Because when I pictured this, I pictured it like a mason jar where like the mason is like raised and it's like the bear is like raised.
2: Mm -hmm. Because
0: I know there's a little scene in this. Book I just like kind of like bypassed it, but now I'm really
1: curious how she because there's something about her like rolling the vials, Mm -hmm. so I feel like we need to learn more about like how you make glass jars slash imprints on glass to answer that question. But yeah, I I feel like I I don't care enough
0: to like do the research. (laughs) But I just wanted to point out that in my head, the bear is like a little raised Mm -hmm. thing, not like
1: great wait does it show it on the cover Mm, I don't know pull it up and let's see but I'll keep describing the shop so um, the shop is kind of tucked away on this alley when it was Nella's mother's shop it was just like one big room everything was out in the open Um, but since Nella's shop has become a little bit more nefarious with her selling poisons um, her shop is actually divided into two rooms and she has a kind of decoy front that's basically just an empty room with a barrel of like grain or something or wheat or mm-hmm. something like it that. It looks like
0: a storage room. Like it's really yeah. tiny. Um and then there's like a fake bookcase mm-hmm. and there's like a little hole in the bookcase so she can see like the patrons that come in, mm-hmm. which um, I, love. I love. I thought it so that was much really really cool. Yeah. It is not on the
1: bottle. Oh boo. The bo- it's literally just like a Okay. So I guess we thing. just use our imaginations. Oh, this came out March 2nd. Yeah, I knew it came out this year. I knew it was relatively new. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, yeah. It's newish. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, so she has the fake bookcase, um, and then that barrel of grain that's in the front of her shop is actually how she communicates with the women that need poisons or whatever. They kind of slip a note into that thing, and then with a date and time and when they want to pick it up and, like, what they need. Um, And that's kind of how it all works. Mm-hmm. So, the back room of Nella's shop is described as being, like, really dark and just, like, I don't know, kind of dank. But not very pleasant, in my opinion.
0: Mm -mm. It sounds, like, very, very much, like dark and kind of like very unlit like it's not very well lit there's no real windows there's no real like natural light Mm -hmm. um and obviously this is in the 1800s so light bulbs haven't been invented yet I don't think Mm -hmm. and so it's mainly lit by like Mm firelight which obviously not very reliable not
1: very good so yeah and Nella um says that she often works she's kind of almost nocturnal she does most of her work at night so she doesn't get caught. Um, and then in this beginning part, we're kind of also introduced to this notion that Nella's health is ailing. It's I feel like this is, like, a point that's brought up again and again and it again and again. Like, so, what is happening with
0: this? Like, I feel like if we were reading this as a paperback... We could probably take all of the paragraphs that were describing her ailing joints and her ailing health, Mm -hmm. and it would equate to at least five or six pages. Oh yeah, definitely. Worth of, like, wordage.
1: Definitely. Um, So, I feel like it's gonna come out at some point that, like, she's either accidentally poisoned herself, or someone dispatched a poison, and, like, or she gave someone a poison and, like, they used it on her or something like that. I feel like there's gotta be a point to this other than, like, she's gonna die because she's in poor health.
0: Mm -hmm. i feel like she has potentially like with all of the different because she describes the preparation of some of the poisonings as being Mm -hmm. dangerous if not done properly Mm -hmm. so i think she might have accidentally like poisoned herself or potentially because she does bring up how like grief stricken she still is and how annoyed Mm -hmm. she still is maybe she's like accidentally poisoned like she's like Legitimately poisoned herself at the beginning of this book, but it's like Possibly. a slow-acting poison. Yeah. Because she wasn't quite ready to like push herself off the roof. Yeah. I feel like that was a bad metaphor, but you but know she I mean. want, <laughs> she didn't want to push herself off the roof.
1: Yeah. She just
0: wanted to like speed up the process
1: of death. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of where this first introduction to Nella ends, and then we are introduced to Caroline. Um, so as we said, Caroline's supposed to be in London with her husband because it's their anniversary, but at first we don't know, like, why she's there by herself. I mean, we can kind of assume that, like, something bad happened with the husband. Things are not good. Um, and as she's kind of introducing herself, we learn that she really longs to be a mother and that she has a degree in British history. She kind of recounts her history with her husband. Um, they met in college and they became engaged and married and her dreams were kind of pushed to the side after that.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Just and I were talking before we started recording and, um, it's almost like when they got married, it became, Caroline just kind of lost herself. She Mm -hmm. became Mrs. James instead of like... James is our husband, um, instead of, like, her own person because she's recalling how she wanted to go to Cambridge to get a master's degree in British history and all these dreams that she had, but she kind of just took a job at her family farm, which was near their home in Cincinnati, and called it good. So, we also learn, I guess at this point, we learn that Caroline's husband's cheating on her. Mm -hmm. As we said, with someone in his office, she saw, like, a picture of a desk drawer with some panties in it or something like it, and she's like, won't you miss me or something ridiculous like that. Okay, so,
0: we, like, I have always loved, like, the idea of office romances. Oh, I love them. I'll that. admit it. I, I love them. I adore the idea of office romances. Obviously not with a cheating spouse. But, like, I love the idea of this. And I love and the too. idea of, like, being able to, like, tease each other with, like, having, like, an afternoon, like, tryst and mm-hmm. then, like not wearing your underwear back to, like, your desk or something, or, like...
1: Maybe we should an office romance, Or, weekend. like,
0: you know, slipping your underwear into his desk when he's, like, in a meeting, mm-hmm. or just teasing him, like, oh,
1: I'm not wearing anything. Yeah. No, I like those, two. I think they're <clears throat> really fun. Um... And on top of Caroline kind of just generally talking about wanting to be a mother and start a family, we learn that they have been trying for a baby, and Caroline's also kind of worried because her period is a little late. At so, this
0: point, she says it's about a day late. I think mm-hmm. the entirety of this first book for Caroline happens over, what, like three days? Yeah,
1: it's a very, very short time period, where with Nella, I feel like it's spread over like a couple weeks probably at this point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, Caroline is wandering London, and she runs into this British man who offers to take her mudlarking, which actually sounds kind of fun. Yeah,
0: it did. So, basically, they go to this river, and they're waiting for, like, the tide to go out, and Mm -hmm. then they kind of just, like, dig around in the mud with their hands, looking for different, like, items. Mm -hmm. And so, this is where Caroline finds the apothecary vial that has the bear on it, and Mm -hmm. she... Assumes Well, she doesn't assume. We assume, as the readers, that this vial came from Nella's shop. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what Caroline's whole like goal in this first part is. Yeah. <laughs> and I was finding more information on this vial.
1: Yeah. I was really <clears throat> interested to see, especially after reading the blurb, how they would kind of tie the present timeline to the past timeline. I thought it was more so going to be like, we're all still poisoning our husbands slowly or something like that, but... This is kind of how they did it, which I feel like is less fun. I feel like
0: it's less fun, but also I kind of wanted it to tie in and her to find, like, the registry or something. Because Nella describes her registry where she keeps, like, records of everyone that's, like, bought something from her, everyone that had bought something from her mother, what they bought, Mm -hmm. what it was for, what the directions to use it were for. Yeah. And so she has all of these things, and... I was really hoping that she finds that, and she's currently on a search for, like, different documents, so I feel like she's going to come across the registry. Oh, absolutely. Eventually. Yeah. Um. But I was hoping it was, like, that, and then, I don't know, it Just it like, don't... maybe, like, Caroline figures out she's adopted, and she's, like, actually descended from, like, Nella or Eliza, and I would be, like, super intrigued at that. Yeah. That
1: would be cool, um, but or like she decides to open her own little apothecary. Yeah, that's that not where this is going. I know, I'm just dreaming. Uh huh. Um, so at this point, we flash back to Nella's perspective, and in that first little introduction, we kind of see her creating a poison for a customer. So um the day arrives when the poison is to be picked up and Nella opens the door and a young girl is there of like 12 and this is when we meet Eliza so Nella's kind of like what do you need a poison for and she's like well my mistress wants me to get this for her husband um so Nella's like come in come in which I think I thought was kind of weird She, like, asks asks, asks Eliza to sit down and have tea with her. I'm like, isn't this, like, shady business?
0: (laughs) Like... And it's really funny because, like, Eliza's like, I don't think I should drink the tea. And then, like, Nella, like, drinks from her cup and is like, nah, girl, it's fine. I didn't poison it. You're good. Don't worry. And which I'm just like, it's hilarious. Like, what?
1: (sighs) Yeah. Like, why... what, What? I... I have so many questions. Like, Eliza, we need to teach you stranger danger first. And second of all, like, this is, like, a can do, like, a drug deal or something, I feel like.
0: Yeah, so, like, why are we sitting down to have tea? Like, let's (laughs) get, like, let's hand over the
1: goods and not linger? And it's, like, tea at dawn. It's not, like, tea at a tea party or something where you're, like, it's a social situation where you can, like, subtly slip someone the poison. It's, like, it's tea at dawn.
0: Like, they're having tea in her shop.
1: Yeah. So, like, okay. I thought it was Whatever. A, little, a little bizarre. Um, Eliza is kind of absolutely fascinated with the poison, the whole process. Um, especially when Nella reveals that the poison to be dispatched to um, her mistress's husband is contained within an egg. And she's like, oh,
0: the magic. And yeah. then... Nella's like, uh, no, darling. <laughs> See, we take this tiny needle and we insert it in here, which is why the eggs look bigger. Mm-hmm. And my question is, like, eggs are not, like, eggshells are not, like, expandable. Like, what are you... I didn't how, know. They look, oh, how, do they, how are they bigger? Does she just use like bigger eggs that's what i thought because there's a, like a smaller egg and like a bigger egg like you yeah. know how you go to the grocery store and they're like large or jumbo and she's just like okay yeah two large eggs yeah two jumbo eggs the jumbo eggs are what i'm hiding the poison in
1: yeah because nella makes sure that Eliza's very clear on like okay i'm giving you four eggs so like this to, apparently it would look weird if she just brought two eggs home i'm like don't you have other eggs but i don't know how things worked back then um, but she gives her four eggs, two of which are smaller, which are for her mistress without the poison, and two of which are bigger, which are for the mistress's husband, which are gonna kill him.
0: hmm And so, basically, she inserts the needle into the egg, and then she hides it with,
1: like, wax.
0: Yeah. And Eliza's, like, turning these eggs over, and she's like, oh, I can't
1: even see the wax! Yeah. Eliza's fascinated.
0: And I'm, like... Girl, you are in a poison master's shop. Why are you so fascinated?
1: Yeah, like stranger um, danger. No, like
0: you're not supposed to do that.
1: Stranger danger.
0: So then we jump back to Caroline.
1: Mm-hmm. She tells the story of how she caught James cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, and we learn that James was like, "Oh, it was nothing. We got drunk at a party, and I kissed her, and that was it, and nothing ever happened." And then mm-hmm. she's like, "Dude." Um, Hello. What, what's,
0: what's the underwear? Hello. Like, this is from last week. Like, I'm gonna need you to not act like an idiot right now. Yeah. Um, so then she goes and locks herself in the bathroom. Um, and then we jump back to Nella's perspective. hmm So, Nella reveals she grew up in the apothecary. Her mother taught her everything she knows. Nella reveals that when her mother died, she was drowning in grief. And then Frederick came along to her shop. Mm-hmm and helped her like sort out everything that had kind of gone into disrepair from her grief
1: and then they fell in love and it's Frederick is an interesting character which we learn a little bit more about him as the story goes along but I feel like even at the halfway point where we're at right now like we don't know the whole story I feel like there has to be something else because like why would he just show up at her shop and help her fix everything speedy did you not
0: read all of chapter sixteen or chapter fifteen? Did you not listen to
1: all of it? We get the whole story. I guess I mean he was there for his wife, but like I don't know, maybe it's they're just more neighborly in the eighteen hundreds. So. Uh no, he was a cheating bastard, and yeah. he was
0: there to get the, you know, like the, like abortion inducing like medication.
1: Yeah,
0: and I'm guessing it wasn't for his wife
1: oh okay maybe it was was... probably
0: for a different mistress or maybe it was for his wife because he didn't want
1: kids okay that might have been my bad never mind yeah
0: okay i will cut that out uh yeah okay so frederick comes along helps her sort out the shop and then they fell in love and it's revealed at this point that the first poison nella ever like sold or like Gives or does Mm -hmm. was with Frederick, and that's like kind of how the poisonous part of the apothecary began. Mm -hmm. But we don't really find out why Frederick ends up poisoned if it was on accident, if it was on purpose, like so. That's kind of there. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, so, um, then we flash back to Caroline. We already told you guys that she finds old apothecary jar while she's mudlarking. And the old man who's kind of leading the expedition is like, hey, ask for so-and-so at this library. And it's actually his daughter that works there. And she, Caroline's actually really excited about kind of this wild goose chase. It's kind of revealed that this is something that she often did when she was in undergrad getting her degree. She'd kind of be really fascinated by these like seemingly mundane documents from the past, like Mm ship manifests or like old diaries or things like that rather than like the big wars or like changes of power or things like that Mm -hmm. and i feel like this kind of quest um of her finding more about this bottle is kind of symbolic of caroline kind of like finding her way back to herself before she was wrapped up in being mrs james Mm
0: -hmm. that's definitely kind of the feeling that i got and it was very much like I don't really understand why she went for a British history degree in the first place, thus far. (laughs) Like, the job that she took at her parents' farm is doing, like, administrative work Mm -hmm. and, like, basic accounting. And so, I'm not really entirely sure why she went with, like, a British history degree. Well, I think... her parents never really, like, pressed upon her, like, get a degree that's going to suit the job that you want. And it was more like... I don't know what I want to do with my life, so I'm just going to go to college. And then, like, she chose a degree based on what class
1: she was, like, I mean, that's most intrigued possible. by at that point. I feel like and then never thought of, like, beyond college. I feel like we were just too deeply practical to understand <laughs> choosing, a like, a history, history degree. degree. Yeah, like, <laughs> we're business students, guys. We chose practical degrees. Like, I don't, um, like, I don't...
0: I don't know, like, I love authors, and, like, I love, like, the whole process, but, like, getting a literature or an art degree just feels very unsettling to me, like.
1: I mean, like, you could teach with it.
0: No, you can't.
1: You can't? You can't teach with one of those degrees unless
0: you get a teaching degree for, like, high school middle school. You have to get the teacher's certificate as well. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to teach, like, college level you have to have a master's or a doctorate gotcha most universities require a doctorate you can teach some community colleges with a master's mm-hmm. but in order to teach anything you have to have like a teacher's certificate yeah for hmm. the other things so you can't even technically teach unless you go back to school to get like and i don't even know what a teacher's certificate actually like requires if it's like a few classes or if it's like an entire year or two years of, like, teaching classes. Or, like, student
1: teaching. Yeah. So, I I don't know know how
0: that works. I don't
1: know. We are questioning Caroline's (laughs) ability to make good life choices. (laughs)
0: All around, right here. Just all around, (laughs) questioning her life choices. Uh Um, yes. So, she's very excited about this. She, Caroline, ends up going back to their hotel and calls it a night. Um, this is all happens on the same day, Mm -hmm. and she like flew there from the states so she is a little jet-lagged and then in the middle of the night she wakes up with nausea and she's currently afraid that she's pregnant with james's baby and she's not really like as excited about this and as a girl that wants children very badly I would never want that experience of, like, thinking I'm pregnant and being, like, well, shit, now I don't want this child because, like, my husband just cheated on me.
1: Yeah, I can't... Like, I don't want to deal with
0: this potential baby because, like, my marriage is currently in ruins. Yeah. Well, what, like, a
1: horrible... Way to ruin that experience. I yeah, mean, like it like, doesn't have to ruin the experience, but like Caroline had this expectation of like her and James taking the pregnancy test together and like sitting on the bed and them laughing and crying together after they found out. But it's just kind of been,
0: yeah. Like I think ruined in the beginning of this book when she's packing for their trip before she finds out about everything. It actually says like she packed a couple oh, yeah. pregnancy tests yeah. because. She was supposed to get her period while they were on the trip. And yeah. if she didn't get her period while they were on the trip, she wanted to be able to be like, hey, babe, let's take it's a test. Yeah, Because yeah. they'd been trying for a baby for like four or five months, I think, at this point.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so then like she distracts herself and she does some digging about the bear on the jar because she thinks it's a bear. She's not really sure at this point. Mm-hmm. And then she finds a note of someone potentially confessing that you know, there's like a murder or something
1: connected to a bear alley, mm-hmm. which is how we learn about the location of the apothecary shop. Um, so now we flash back to, as I put it in my notes, old timey London, and we get Eliza's perspective. So, today is the day that she's going to poison her mistress's husband. And she's, like, she starts out by saying, like, she's, oh, I'm having, a, like, a stomachache, but, like, it's not my stomach, it's lower, so, like, she's, she's getting, cramping. She's getting her period, yeah. And Justin and I are both slightly horrified at the fact that, like, she has no idea what the hell is happening.
0: Um, so it, like,
1: she, like, goes on to tell about
0: these cramps, like, repeatedly throughout this chapter. hmm And then, like, later she gets her period, and mm-hmm. she, like, has no idea what's going on. Yeah. Um, and it's just very concerning to me that, like, women in the 1800s, like, even in Bridgerton, like, she had no idea how a baby is actually made. Yeah. And I'm like... I just can't how can imagine. You, like, how can you be a mother and not feel the need to tell your children? Like, what... Yeah. Like, what would happen if one of those children, like, Daphne or, like, Eliza, like, it... I think it's, like, around this time, like, Eliza talks about how she came to be in London because, like, her mother wanted her to be more than just a farmer's daughter, so they signed her up uh like, the servant's keeper or something, and she ends up becoming a scullery maid for her mistress and her master, and then her mistress, like, you know, took an interest in her and starts her basically on reading and writing lessons, and then she starts writing the mistress's, um, like, notes and mm. stuff. And then, like, the mistress's husband gets, like, pays more attention to her after, Mm -hmm. like, her first year there. Oh, this just, this made me want to throw up. It, I literally, like, stopped, because I was listening to this while I was at work, so I, like, stopped it, and I was like, please tell me I'm not about to listen to what I think I'm about to listen to. Mm. So then... Um, like, the mistress goes out, and her husband gives Eliza, like, a drink in a brandy glass. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if he gave her, like, alcohol to, or, like, like knock her, her out, or if he actually drunked her.
2: Yeah.
0: But she, like, falls into this deep sleep, and she thinks she has a dream of him, like, touching her inner thighs. Ugh. And then, like, a footman, like, startles him, and, like, he leaves. And so... Eliza, like, tells her mistress this and her mistress, like, I think it's, like, a couple weeks later is, like... Yeah, she's,
1: like, it's time. Get the poison.
0: Like, go to this shop, drop this letter off, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Eliza doesn't even realize, like, what a man is doing. Yeah. And why he wants to do that. And Nella, like, asks her about this later. And she's, like, well, do you understand, like, why that made you, like, put aside the fact that you were, like, disgusted you were repulsed by this like do you understand like why that upset you and it's like well I trusted him like he's an adult figure in my life and I'm Mm -hmm. supposed to trust him and I'm like dude like how do you not how do you Uh, not educate your children on
1: this I don't know
0: I was just highly disgusted like I don't understand like I get like oh yes the patriarchy blah 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 like but honestly like do you not as a woman want your children to know everything that can happen to them yeah like i don't understand i
2: don't
0: know mothers please educate me (laughs) help please please help me understand these 1800s women please what is what is this nonsense yeah as a 21 year old (laughs) female who does not have children educate me yes
1: please help um so at this point after eliza kind of does that little recap we flash to her preparing the poison eggs and nella kind of suggesting you like make like a gravy to go on top so that like if they're a little spicy because of the poison like he won't think anything of it so she brings the eggs out um she delivers her mistress eggs just fine they're not the poison ones and then like when she delivers the husband's eggs he like ugh, like feels up her legs or something Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Like, it's, like,
0: oh! I, I am so happy they poisoned him.
1: <sighs> Me too. Honestly, like, so no, happy. No remorse.
0: <laughs> also, throughout this entire thing, I was like very much thinking, okay, the mistress is gonna like go back on this, and we're gonna have like a shit show. She was like
1: super, happen, super, nervous. She's being super
0: nervous. She seemed super nervous. And then, like, I was like, mmm, Eliza's gonna fuck up and Axel and give the poisoned eggs to the mistress, and then all shit's gonna break loose. I was a little worried about that, too. <laughs> um, like, I don't, like, I was very thinking that this was gonna go, like, bad, but it oh, doesn't. Yeah. It no. goes off that hitch. He dies. Um, exactly as Nella describes he will. And then, like, they poison him with rat poison, so, um... Not gonna go into the details of how that does. If you guys wanna know like how a person dies after ingesting rat poison, be my guest to go look that up. Because it was disgusting and doesn't bear repeating here. We're not that kind of podcast. <laughs> nope,
1: that's not what we do. So As um, he's kind of dying, um, Eliza and her mistress are kind of going about their day, writing letters, pretending like nothing's wrong. Um, and then someone finally comes to tell. Them that he's dead, Eliza gets up and she's sitting in this pile of blood and she's like, Ah! Because, like, she doesn't know what's happening.
0: And so she thinks, like, his spirit is like
1: haunting her and
0: like trying to hurt her, and that's why she's bleeding. And I'm like, Sweetie,
1: dude, you're fine.
0: This is fine. You're You're a woman. This is what's going to happen every week, for a week, once a month, for the rest of your life until you hit menopause which no one's going to explain to you either i'm guessing probably not and so to be honest i still don't fully understand menopause except that it's gonna be a joyous day because i will no longer have to have a period (laughs) i'm pretty sure worse things happen but probably
1: uh, we're we're not there yet we're we're not not there there yet. yet we don't have to worry about that yet no um so of course her mistress like comes back and she's like oh my gosh like what's wrong, and Nella's, like, I'm bleeding, and her mistress is, like, this is this natural as, like, the sun rising or something fluffy like that. I'm, like, that is not helpful. She doesn't even tell her that, like,
0: it's not the spirit or anything, mm-hmm. like, she says it in a way that almost make you think, makes you think that she's talking about, like, the death of her husband is natural. Mm-hmm. It's also revealed that he's, like, a drunk, and so that's kind of what they, um,
1: blame his death, blame his death on. Yeah. Um. So, then we kind of go back to Nella. So, she's received another request for a poison. This one is from a woman who wants to kill her husband, and she wants to do it in such a way that he dies in the arms of his mistress. So, of course, Nella's like, oh, my health is depleting. And so, we kind of get that as she's collecting ingredients for the poison, because this is quite a physical process. Mm -hmm.
0: They're beetles. You have to go to like, a field and collect them. She actually... Something goes on and she has to do it again. She takes Eliza and, like, we get this description of it. And so she goes to this field that has, like, beets or something in it. Mm-hmm. And the beetles like to, like, cuddle up to the beets for, like, warmth or something in the roots. Because mm-hmm. that's how beets are. They're, like, rooty animals. I mean, not rooty animals. <laughs> <laughs> they are, like, root plants. Like yeah. Potatoes and stuff. Yeah. And so, like, they eat the leaves and then they cuddle up to the beet. Mm-hmm.
1: Which... I just think this imagery of this beetle is, like, so freaking cute. Oh, it is cute. It's super cute. Um, so, this field is quite a ways from the apothecary shop. So, Nella's, like, struggling to walk there because she's very sick. Um, and so, this family's like, oh, we have to, like, we have to give you a ride. Like, you look like you're in really rough shape. And so, they give her a ride. And while she's with them, she's holding their baby. And it's revealed that she was once pregnant with Frederick's baby and she still bears a lot of grief for losing the child like we don't
0: know how she lost the child at this point but she lost the child and it's very much like a point of pain for her Mm -hmm. so then nella returns to the apothecary shop she prepares the poison and then there's a knock at the door she's not expecting anyone so she's very like Confused. confused. She's like, "Am I like losing?" She's it? a little worried at this point, and then you know Eliza's at the door. Mm-hmm. So Eliza's deeply troubled by the bleeding, and she wants to stay with Nella and work with Nella while her mistress is away because her mistress has left after her husband's death to visit family, and she tells Nella to go back to her family for like a little vacation or something, basically dismissing her from the house. And, and Eliza. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said Nella. Oh, I don't know. I might have. So the mistress basically dismisses Eliza. And at this point, I'm like, okay. So mistress knows what's happening to Eliza and doesn't want to, like, have that conversation with her. So she just left. So she, like, leaves and tells Eliza to go to her mother, basically. Like, your mom will explain this. Like, I'm not going to deal with this. Like,
1: and so I'm like, hmm, obviously they don't have children. Yeah. So Eliza's like, well, I don't really want to go home. So she comes to Nella's shop and she's like, you know, what, I've got a lot of free time right now. Like, can I come help you in your shop? And Nella's like, no, I do bad things. It's going to be awful and blah, 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 blah. Um, And Eliza starts to tell her about the, like, the fact that she thinks the spirit is haunting her. Mm -hmm. of the husband and she also tells her about this girl named joanna who supposedly gave birth to a girl in the room next to eliza's room and died during childbirth and she thinks that she hears the ghost at night and we're kind of led to believe that possibly like the husband knocked up this other servant girl and it was like kept hush hush
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um but when eliza asks her mistress about it she's like what are you talking about no one's ever worked here like that blah 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 um, so, as Eliza's kind of arguing with Nella, the woman who's picking up the next poison arrives, and Ella just kind of, like, makes herself helpful so she can stay. hmm She, like, takes the lady's gloves and, like, puts them over the fireplace to dry, and she, like, makes tea,
0: and
2: mm-hmm.
0: Nella's, like, you know, like, this is supposed to be a secretive transaction and tries to dismiss Eliza multiple times, but then, like, the other ladies like no, no, she can stay. It's yeah. it's time she hears of these matters. Yeah. And then this lady, like, goes on to describe, like, the mistress and, like, her husband having sex and anything, everything, and then she, like, reveals that it's not the husband she wants to kill, because how would she get pregnant if she killed off her husband? Yeah. She wants to kill the mistress, and it's like, okay, yes, um, she's probably well aware that the guy is, you know, married, but, um, what (laughs) what like why would you no and so at this point Nella like you know denies the fact that like she's like she's not going to sell her the poison and Mm -hmm. the woman ends up like trying to be like no no you're going to sell me the poison Mm -hmm. like I'm I'm, like like, a duke I'm a duchess she's she's something Mm -hmm. like my husband's she repeats this like so many times my husband's such and such and I'm Mm -hmm. like lady bitch lady you're there to get a poison to kill his mistress don't think you should be dropping your husband's name so much like that yeah um so then nella ends up throwing this poison in the um like fireplace Mm -hmm. and this probably takes place over like a couple of chapters but i don't feel like going back and forth yeah to explain this whole thing
1: yeah So, the woman's like, how dare you? You better have this powder ready again tomorrow for me or I'll expose you and report you. Mm hmm And she's like, I'm
0: just gonna lead the police here. Like, my husband's so important, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, um, my question, how are you gonna explain to the police what you were doing there? Like, how are you gonna explain to the police, like, why you know that? True. Like, all she's gotta do. Like, I really want tape recorders to be, like, a thing in this era and nella to just like report everyone (laughs) and be like oh so i should i should show them this tape then yeah yeah or like i don't know i really just i don't i think we're looking
1: for the extra drama factor it's just not
0: it's just not there and i want it so
1: badly same um so at this point, Eliza's like, "Well, we have to remake the powder," and I like, "I can't. I'm too weak. It took so much out of me yesterday." And I was like, "No problem. I'll help." I'll do it. And um, it's at this point that Nella shows Eliza the registry that we mentioned earlier. Eliza's like, "You know what? If like." we're not gonna make it again we need to like get rid of everything in the shop and especially like this registry of like all the poisons that you've sold and who they're sold to and all that mm-hmm. um because it's basically a record of everyone that's ever wanted to kill anyone
0: yeah and who's bought the stuff to kill people yeah and so like maybe this sh- shouldn't <laughs> be written down like it's damning for multiple women in london
1: oh yeah including eliza yeah so nella's like no we can't do it, it- some cases, like, these are the only places that, like, these women will be remembered.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is
1: also, like, really sad. It is, because, like,
0: how, like, ugh, I feel like it would absolutely suck to be, like, a woman in the 1800s. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure we've mentioned this before, and, like, my dislike of older time periods and such. Mm-hmm. And how, like, women were treated
1: and stuff. Like, I don't... Yeah. Yeah. That was our biggest gripe with Butcherton. Yeah. Um, so Eliza and Nella start to remake the powder. Nella and Eliza go back to the field. They pick the beets. Or, no, they don't pick the beets. They pick the beetles. Um, and they actually end up staying overnight in this little, like... Shed. Shack shed thing.
0: Because collecting the beetles is easiest done at night when they're resting. Mm -hmm. And then, at this point, Nella reveals the entire story of Frederick. And so, basically... Frederick came into the shop looking for mother's wart, which is something that can help cure, like, postpartum depression um, for a new mother, but taken in, like, higher quantities can actually cause an abortion. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he comes in looking for this to, like, help... I think it can also help, like, restart a period, because apparently his sister, quote-unquote sister, because mm-hmm. it's actually revealed later on that it was his wife, mm-hmm. Um, hadn't had a period in, like, six months, mm-hmm. and so then Nella's, like, okay, and then apparently, like, Frederick keeps, like, coming back, and, like, they start flirting, and, like, they have this, like, whirlwind courtship, and mm-hmm. she ends up pregnant, and then, like, she tells him, and... He's, like, promising a ring and all of the stuff. And then they have, like, this really nice dinner. And then she ends up miscarrying that night. And Frederick, like, leaves. And he, like, ghosts her, basically. And doesn't come back for, like, three weeks. And then after, like, three, four weeks, um, his his sister sister. slash actually his wife comes Mm -hmm. over. Reveals that, oh, yeah, Frederick's had, like, multiple mistresses. And... Nella's, like, oh, yeah, this is what happened, and she was pregnant, and blah, 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 blah. And then,
1: you know, the wife asks for a poison to kill Frederick.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I feel like when she asks for it, she doesn't say, like, I need a poison. She's, like, I need something to cure oh, fevers. And then Nella gives her, like, this huge, um, like, quantity of it that can be lethal. Or that is lethal. hmm So that's kind of the start of the poison. Apothecary shop. Yeah, the, um, um, like the
0: poison portion of it yeah and so during like all of those chapters we get this um one chapter from caroline where she goes out into like the search of bear alley and she finds um this alley and she runs into a man and she like sees this like gate almost mm-hmm. i imagined it like one of those with like wrought iron gates, mm-hmm. and it's like Same. super like, old, tiny, and pretty. And so, like, she sees it, and he's like, Nah, it's basically the like storage room. And I'm like, Oh my god,
1: it's not we a storage room. Carry. Yeah, and he's like, He almost kind of hints at the fact that like this area is like slightly cursed because no businesses have really been able to like set up shop here mm-hmm. successfully, which I thought was also really interesting. Um, so, at this point, Caroline has to take, like, a little break from her apothecary search because James has arrived in London. He basically called her, like, I think a day before this, and he's like, I know you're angry, but I'm coming to London. See you in, like, nine hours or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: so, she gets,
0: like, a weird call from, like, Minneapolis, and she doesn't know anyone in Minneapolis, I think. So, she, like, ignores the call, and then she listens to the voicemail, and James is like, yeah, I bought a ticket, I'm about to get on the plane. Yeah. See you at this time, your time. And I'm like, dude. Like, she left. She does not want to see you. Obviously, she
1: needs space Like, right now.
0: she needs some time.
1: Yeah. So, he arrives in London. They do this, like, little dance when they get to their hotel room. He's like, well, my name's on there, too. And she's like... I feel like she just doesn't have the energy to, like, kick him out like she should. Yeah. And so, they go to dinner. They have some drinks. And James just confesses that... He was cheating out of boredom, out of the stability of their life. When he is the one that has been pushing for stability,
2: mm-hmm. like, I just
1: want to punch him. Like I hate he's him. an accountant,
0: and like he's the one that kind of like pushed her not to go to Cambridge, even though she is the one that ultimately made the decision to rip up the application. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that was like pushing the the job with her parents and everything. Mm-hmm and like pushing her to like find something that's more stable at least that's the way that she describes it yeah and so my issue with this is was she like kind of like blinded by the fact that he was choosing stable things and so she thought like she needed to do them and maybe he wasn't actually pushing her towards that yeah um like my question is how much of what we've been told about their marriage and about James and about how him, like, pushing her into basically being, like, what he wanted the perfect wife to be yeah, is true, or if it's mainly just, like, how she has perceived up. yeah, their marriage. And, yeah. like, what, and maybe, like, what she's blamed him for because she's unhappy with the way that her life has been.
1: Yeah. And at this point, as kind of just alluded to, Caroline's really questioning her own happiness and whether or not they're ready for a child, because, like, once you have a child, like, you kind of got to log it down.
0: Yeah, like, your shit no longer
1: matters,
0: <laughs> yeah. honestly. Like, that baby has to come before everything else. Like, yeah. you, need to, you need to, like, not be dealing. I mean, obviously, like, you have emotions still, but, like, yeah, you got to put your crap on the back burner. And
1: yeah. make sure you keep the tiny human alive. Well, and even that, like, she's talking about, oh, I'll just go to Cambridge for, like, a year or two to get her degree. Like, she couldn't do that with a child. Mm-hmm. And her switching jobs wouldn't be right with a child. And James, like, wanting to quit his job would be right with a child. All that stuff, so. hmm Yeah. So, that is where we leave off. As you guys can probably tell, we're a little bit unenthused at this point, but I'm really, really crossing my fingers that the second half of this book is going to be, like, phenomenal. Yeah. I'm, like, I was,
0: I'm very intrigued by, like, the apothecary shop and... I don't know, I'm just, I'm extremely intrigued with like that whole like murder mystery
1: thing in general. Me too. I want to know what's happening with Nella and her health, and Mm -hmm. I want Caroline to get her shit together before the end of this.
0: Yeah, me too. Like, I wouldn't even, honestly, like, I kind of hate books where the cheaters, like, the cheater and like,
1: the cheat head, like, wife end up back together.
0: Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'd actually mind
1: it all much if, no, if that they, was like, the case in this one. If they come back together and they work through their stuff, I would be happy with that. Yeah, like, if they both, like, recognize their issues and stuff, Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, honestly. but I think this is where we leave it at this point. We will join you guys in just a second after we finish the book. Okay, so we are back For the second half of this book, so um, at this point, Eliza and Nella have taken a coach back to London to finish preparing the powder for Lady Clarence, Um, and this is an incredibly tedious process, and Eliza realizes that there's no way that Nella could have done this without her help, and she repeatedly says how relieved she is that Nella hasn't sent her away because she's still, like, terrified that her period is the guy that she killed, his spirit haunting her. Which,
0: how sad is it that, like, you're that, like, uneducated about your body Mm -hmm. that you think a man's spirit haunting you is the reason you're bleeding? Yeah. Which, like, if I didn't know
1: about a period or anything, like, how freaked out would you be? I, I knew it. I was freaked out to begin with. Like... I mean, I, I started
0: in gym class. I did. I did. So, like, I was, like, changing back into, like, my clothes, and I was like, oh, perfect. <laughs> and I was like, put a pat on and went about my day. Like, it wasn't a big event.
1: I cried a lot. I was upset. Why? I don't know. I just didn't like it. I don't like change, okay? <laughs>
0: You're weird.
1: I know. I yeah. Know.
0: So, Nella and Eliza finish the powder on time, the lady picks it up, um, an important thing to note here is that, um, Eliza is the one that chooses, like, the apothecary bottle to package this in, Mm -hmm. which will make more sense in, like, 10-15 minutes when we get to that part. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And after the lady picks the powder up, Nella is like, I have a bad feeling about this. And so, she sends Eliza away. Eliza is upset. Nella's upset. She's clearly become very attached to Eliza. And then we flash back to Caroline. So, at this point, James is in London. Boo. Like, why? Why? I, I can't even... I don't know. I just feel like, like, like if I was in the... Her. Give you her. You have her no space. right to be there. Like,
0: give her the space that she clearly asked for. Yeah. Like, an ocean isn't enough, like, reason for you to, like, give her space. Yeah. You have
1: to chase her. Yeah. James is the worst. <sighs> okay. Um, so, Caroline sneaks out after James has gone to bed to investigate Bear Alley once more, and she discovers the apothecary... Um, Behind the hidden door. Yes. That, uh yeah. You know, she
0: like has left um she like takes pictures she Mm -hmm. uses her flashlight i love the way that they just like completely they're like i have 66 percent battery left i have nine percent battery left yeah like i've never used my phone flashlight for very long but Mm -hmm. i feel like they're over exaggerating how quickly the flashlight on your phone drains your battery i feel like i've never tested that i've never tested it but this book made me want to try (laughs) as tedious of a task as that would be it made me want to try Mm
1: -hmm.
0: not that i have but it made me want to
1: yeah i really like honestly i thought this investigation was going to yield more for caroline like that she would find i don't know why i thought she would find more things in the apothecary beyond the register or the registry that Nella kept with all of her poisons um, and who picked them up and who they were for and all that. So Caroline goes in, takes some just general pictures of the room, takes some pictures of the registry and that's kind of where uh, it leaves us in her little investigation and then we flash back to the 1800s once again. So Eliza returns back to her mistress's house and her master spirit does not haunt her as she thought it would. She's still kind of like, I think he's going to come back and get me. Which, like, yeah, girl, in a month it's going to happen again. Um, (laughs) This poor little girl. I just, someone needs to give her the talk. Yes. She needs the talk. Which Nella does eventually, just
0: so, like, if we forget to mention it when we get there, Nella does eventually give her the talk. and Someone tells her. Like, someone tells her. We don't go this entire book without, like... Someone educating Eliza, which is what Thank I was goodness. really scared was going to happen. Yeah,
1: me too. So Eliza decides to go visit a magical Book bookshop that, that N- I don't. I can't remember if Nella tells her about it or if it's just mm-hmm. like within the cover of one of the books that Nella has.
0: Nope. Um, the first time she went there, um, before Lady Clarence shows up, she um tells Nella about her thinking that um Master Amrel's spirit is haunting her. And so, um, Nella, like, gives her the book, and she's like, well, this is a book that I have, it's the only one I have on magic, and it's from this bookshop, and
1: so that's kind of where she gets the bookshop idea from. Mm -hmm. So, she finds the bookshop, it's kind of, like, tucked away, um, and she finds a book on household magic, and many of the remedies in there are kind of on par with what Nella sells yeah and then
0: while she's like at the bookshop the um owner's son kind of like asks her who she is if she's a witch Mm -hmm. what she's doing there and they kind of have this cute little conversation and Mm -hmm. they're like doing a little flirty thing and Eliza's being she's like totally crushing and then like the shop boy reveals that like his mom used one of the spells in this one book And that's the book, like, he, like, gifts to Eliza, Mm
1: -hmm. and it was, like, super cute. I love Tom Pepper. It's very, very cute. Um, Wait, I I shouldn't say that now because I'll spoil it. Um, But he also warned her that a lot of people say that these magical books should be burned and banned because magic always comes at a high cost. He said that when his mother used a spell from this book that he gave her to save his life, she died shortly thereafter.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, I'm really curious about, like, what's in these books.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because, like, obviously there's some truth to what's within them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But is it, like, actual magic?
0: Or is it, like, 1800s magic?
1: Where it's now, it's, like, modern it's medicine. Where it's, like, yeah. Yeah. I'm interested. Um, so, then we go back to Nella's perspective, and Lady Clarence comes back to the apothecary shop, Totally in distress. This is, like, the day after she's picked up the, like, tincture,
0: potion, poison, whatever. Yes. Um.
1: And she's like, my husband drank the drink instead of his mistress, and I'm really upset about it because, like, Lady Clarence didn't want to kill her husband because she wanted to have a baby. hmm And at that point, that was, like, the only way that she was going to get a baby. So, Lady Clarence is upset, and she's telling Nella about this, and she's like- you know what, my jar was different from all the other jars in your shop. And Nella's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, no, my jar was different. And my jar, like, had letters on it. And then Nella's like,
0: no, it was just scratches. Yeah. And then she's like, no, it had letters. Mm -hmm. And this is when we find out that Eliza accidentally um, gave Lady Clarence a bottle from... Nella's mother's stash of apothecary bottles with the Three Bear Alley mm-hmm. inscribed on it. It's very hard to make out mm-hmm. the but address, it's, but it's there. It's there.
1: So, um, she races out to find Eliza, and she orders Lazy Lady Clarence to go get the bottle from her household. So, like, there's no evidence. Um, and she finds Eliza sitting on the bench reading her little magical book and she tells her wait and
0: so she brings eliza back to the shop and then she's like tell me child where did you get the bottle from Mm -hmm. and then eliza like goes over to like where nella keeps all of her mother's bottles and she's like and like nella's like thinking like i don't need the confirmation i can see where she's going already Mm -hmm. and we
1: are like in ruin yeah which, my question is, the way that they described this, it sounded like the bottle was at, like, the very back of the shelf. Why, is it, like, why is it grabbing a bottle from all the way back there? <laughs> I don't know. Um.
0: So, then, Nella freaks out about this and tells her, like, what has happened with the Lord and
1: everything... Lady Clarence returns with the bottle, so then they kind of, like, take a deep breath. They're like, we're okay. But then the next morning, Nella goes out to go get, like, some lard or something, as you do in the 1800s. And she sees a paper headline, and it says something along the lines of Lord Murdered and the fact that they think it Killers was done Killers on with, the loose. Yeah, killer on the loose, and they think it was done with poison because the maid that Lady Clarence used to get rid of the poison bottle was like, this is weird. And so, she took a wax cast of the bottle and turned that over to... The police. Yes. So, now they're like, we're trying to figure out, like, who this is, what's happening. So, Nella panics more. Eliza is back at the, um... Shop. Apothecary. And she is on her own little mission. She feels horribly guilty about what's happened with this bottle. And so, in her little magical book, she finds a potion for... I think it's like it undoes your misfortunes or something along those mm-hmm. lines it's like a good luck potion
0: yep and so she basically tells nella that she's still feeling sick and like so that she can like lay back down because nella like tells her she needs to leave like before she goes out to get like the lard or whatever and then um so that's when eliza kind of secretively like makes the tincture
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um because that's what they call them they call them a tincture i love that word i know i I don't know why (laughs) it just it sounds really fun to say Mm -hmm. say with me tincture (laughs) see (laughs) you're right it's so fun you're right um so she like does this because she wants to get rid of like mr amwell's spirit and she wants to like get rid of all of her misfortune and everything that she's like been doing mm-hmm. and so she like makes this and then like Nella runs back in and Nella decides not to tell her about what's in the paper and mm-hmm. I'm like, um dude. Eliza's
1: clearly proved that like she's She can handle, to handle this. this. Yeah.
0: Um, but whatever. And so Eliza like covers everything up in the mess that she's made with um basically like trying to brew Nella tea. She's mm-hmm. like, I've made us tea.
1: Mm-hmm. Nella's like, dude. Like <laughs> Just no. get out. <laughs> no.
0: So, the tincture has to cure for, like, 66 minutes, mm-hmm. I think. And so she can't, like, go back to um, Lady Amrell's yet because she's scared that, like, she doesn't want to be in the house. Yeah, she's afraid um, that he'll haunt her again. Yes. Make a bleed. And so she goes over to Lady Clarence's house because when Lady Clarence had left, she's like, well, I need a new maid. And, like... Do you want to be my new maid, basically? So, she's like, well, I'll go, like, talk to her, even though, like, I want to be back with my mistress. hmm Um, so then, obviously, she, like, sees all of the police and everything. And she's like, oh, no. And so then she goes up, and then, um, Lady Clarence, like, tells her some stuff. But we're gonna talk about what happened with, you know, Caroline during all of these yes. chapters.
1: yes. We kind of, like, skipped a a Caroline chapter. I feel like this is the part where Caroline's story finally gets interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. So Caroline had snuck out to, like,
0: take the pictures, Mm -hmm. and then she has to, like, leave before her phone dies. And then the next morning, Caroline, like, waits until James leaves and then starts frantically looking at the pictures she took last night. She deciphers some of the registry from the photos, and at this point... This chick freaking starts writing down, um, like non-lethal, like lethal amounts of things non-lethal. that are non-lethal. Yeah. Basically, like you know, like trying to figure out stuff. Yeah. That's like toxic, and that the apothecary could have like used. Mm-hmm. So she's doing some internet research, and then she like puts it in her notebook. Mm-hmm. And then like James come back comes back, and mm-hmm. he he is like he's coughing. He's
1: not like looking too good. And he's like, Can you leave so I can throw up please? Yeah. <laughs> um so he's incredibly sick and at this point Gaynor, which is that library assistant that we talked about earlier, calls Caroline back and says, Hey, like I found the manuscripts that we were looking for in relation to Bear Alley and so she meets Gaynor at the cafe. And the documents that Gaynor found have the same drawing of the bear on the vial that Caroline found on the vial in the river. So, like, obviously, Mm -hmm. we have found the Apothecary's vials. I mean, we knew that, but she didn't know that. Yeah,
0: Um, so these, like, manuscripts are actually the um, newspaper articles, like, the newspaper article that... Nella's. Nella like Saul and Red that's mm. what this is that's what they're about to see and look at I won from like
1: February like 9th and one from like February 12th mm-hmm. I will say I really like how the author kind of connected these two timelines at this point I haven't I don't know I haven't like 110% loved like the back and forth timeline thing but like this part was cool Mm-hmm. I like the symmetry here.
0: I mean, I didn't really mind it. It was really annoying when, like, things were, like, getting good with Nella and Eliza. And yeah. it would just, like, switch to Caroline. And I'm like, okay, Caroline, you're stupid. Pick it up. <laughs> like, you're not you're not interesting. You're really dumb. You're just whining about your cheating husband and <sighs> trying to go on this trip. And throughout this entire thing, she's like, oh, I'm going to make a monumental discovery. Yeah. And I'm like, um, I don't, like... Obviously, like, I don't know, like, what's considered a monumental discovery in, like, the history, like, things, but I feel like she kept, like, blowing it out of
1: proportion in her head. I like, feel like how... this would have jumpstarted her career again, or at least her reintroduction to that world.
0: Yeah. I don't know. So then we switch back to Eliza, and she's, like, feeling guilty for everything that she's done, and... we already talked about this part. Yeah. I have okay. ahead. <laughs>
1: Um so after Nella has seen this newspaper article, she has a moment where she's like, You know what? Like maybe I should just end it all here. Because as we've said, Nella has mentioned many, many times that, that she she's is sick, sick. she is ill, she is literally dying. And she's like, you know what, I'm gonna be dead in like the next couple of days anyway, so like Might as well just end it all now.
0: And my question is, like, does she have cancer? Because, like, she mentions a couple of times where she's, like, started coughing and she's coughing up blood. Yeah. And so I'm like, does she have cancer? Like, what's going on?
1: I don't know. It's never really specified because it doesn't sound like, like, I'm trying to think of, like, diseases back then that would have killed you. Like, the flu. Or, like,
0: maybe tuberculosis. What are the symptoms for that? I don't know, but I feel like bloody coughs are one of them.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: I don't know. Um, so, Nella's, like, you know what? I'm going to get Eliza out of here, Mm -hmm. I'm going to pack up the shop, and, you know. That's it, I'm done. That's it, I'm done. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm going to go jump off the bridge. Mm -hmm. Which,
1: I don't, I don't know. I feel like that was not a weird move for Nella to make, but, like, she's just creating this connection and this bond with Eliza, and she could, Eliza could almost be, like, the child that she's always wanted. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just feel like I don't know why she's giving up so easily. But she is very sick.
0: Like, she's sick, and, like, she doesn't want to taint anyone with, like... That's true. ...the murder that she's done. Like, she's repeatedly tried to send Eliza away. She's like, you don't need to be in my world. Like, you are pure. You are good. Like, mm-hmm. you don't need to be here. Like, I need you to, like, go away. Like, you should not be so fascinated with the things that I do. I kill people. Mm-hmm. And she, like repeatedly like sends her away because of this Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: so Um, and then we are back to caroline and gainer at like some point in this we're like not keeping up with like the chapter switches, and we're trying to explain this to you guys (laughs) um so caroline and gainer are talking about the docs when james calls caroline and says he needs to go to the hospital and caroline starts panicking um she races back to the hotel and james has been vomiting a lot he's started vomiting blood And then he ends up revealing that he drank eucalyptus oil. Mm -hmm. Which, like, the way that Caroline describes this, um, in the morning he said he had a cough and asked if she had Dayquil. Mm -hmm. And she said, no, I brought some eucalyptus oil. Like, it's in my toiletry bag. Yeah. And on this bottle there are, like, multiple things. I don't know if you guys have ever had eucalyptus oil or if you've ever had, like, any type of aromatherapy or if you're into any of that. But on the bottles they say very clearly topical only not to be ingested if ingested please
1: call poison control yeah you know like they're not they're not edible no so so what does James do he just like swigs back a mouthful. I'm like what so then why they call the front desk the front desk helps them call 911 mm-hmm.
0: and the paramedics like take them off and what? Caroline's notebook it's... somehow fell open when she like ran into the room yeah And this paramedic sees it and he's like, Yes, miss, you can ride with us to the hospital. But then some officers have some questions for you.
1: And I'm like, Is she about to get fucking arrested? I thought she was for a second. I was like But also, how stupid do you have to be to drink eucalyptus oil? (laughs) I mean like he's a man, so like doesn't read directions but like come on seriously i was like very much
0: like um what
1: the hell i was gonna be really upset if she got arrested
0: i I was very but like there's no reason for her to be arrested I, i mean she could like reveal the fact that she was trespassing she has all of those photos or she has like the articles that gainer gave her or she can just call gainer and be like hey can you like please tell these officers that like
1: we're investigating historical things.
0: We're investigating her historical things and, like, apothecary and stuff. I'm not know, like, trying to kill my husband. I'm not trying to kill my husband. Yeah. Like, it's fine. Even yeah. though, you know, he did cheat on me. Like, mm. Yeah. So. Then. Um, we go back. So, the police are questioning, like,
1: Caroline at the hospital.
2: hmm
1: And then... It looks really bad because James has let it slip to one of the nurses that he and Caroline are having some issues within their marriage. Yeah, which I'm like, James, what the fuck? What is wrong with you? Like, I get it, you're like dying right now, but like, dude, I I can't. Like, I really cannot.
0: Um, he just so sucks. let's finish like Nella's little okay
1: thing. Um, so as we've said, Nella's like well and truly dying. She doesn't really want Eliza to know this, so she kind of wants to keep up the appearance within the apothecary that she's coming back. So, she goes to grab Eliza, and she kind of just, like, shuts the door, and she's like to Eliza, you know what? Like, our hidden door will hide the apothecary and we'll be safe. So, she even leaves the registry in there. So, as they are exiting the shop, constables appear, and Eliza and Nella start to run. So, they are running through the city, they run into a stable and hide a little bit, And And then they jump over, like, the back, like, Mm -hmm. Nella does, and, like,
0: Constables see them, and she, like, continues to run, Mm -hmm. and then they're, like, running through, I don't know, I feel like it was, like, a town square or something towards Mm -hmm. the bridge, Mm -hmm. and then, like, Eliza's, like, running after her, and then, like, Eliza basically, like, overtakes her, Mm -hmm. and, like, sits up on the bridge, and, like... Drinks her misfortune potion. Yes. And then she, like, jumps. And I'm like, not my baby
1: Eliza! I know. So, at this point, the constables think, like... Eliza was the apothecary. Yeah, and that's that. And she's that. dead. And, and that's, that. that's that. Nella's heartbroken. Because, like, she loved Eliza.
2: hmm
1: And so, Nella goes
0: back to the apothecary shop, and mm-hmm. she writes in the registry one last entry. Mm-hmm and she like writes in uh like eliza fanning you know ingredients the unknown the yeah. date mm-hmm. and then she like leaves and she wants to make sure that she like gives something for like depression or whatever or like grief mm-hmm. and she like writes a letter and she wants to like leave that with the servants at the amaryll estate so that the mistress knows what has happened to eliza so that I thought she it was for
1: lady clarence for the main position
0: no Okay. It was for Lady Amarill.
1: Okay, gotcha.
0: And so she goes over to the Amarill estate. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know what, I'll do this. And then, like, I'll go kill myself. Like, this is my last act. This is my last act. Cause, like, I'm, or I'm, I don't know if she, like, thinks she's still gonna kill herself. I think she's, like, I think gonna, she's like, like, sit like... on a pier and, like, keel over or something. Yeah, some that's
1: shit. how she describes it. So she's walking up to the Amarill house. And her vision is, like, blurring. She's, like, having a hard time seeing. And suddenly she's like, oh, I see Eliza's ghost peeking through the window. And then Eliza comes outside. And she's like, oh, Eliza can come outside. And so at this point, Nella, like, kind of blacks out. And Eliza gives her the good luck tincture mm-hmm. is what we've called it. I feel like we should call it, like, Felix Felicis. <laughs> is that
0: <laughs> yeah, what it's maybe. Harry Potter? Yeah, I think so. Um, So, it's unclear at this point what has happened with, like, Nella and Eliza, and that's kind of where our, like, flashbacks to the past
1: end. Mm -hmm. There Um, is a little tidbit at the very end of Caroline's perspective that, like, lightly hints at possibly their future, but we'll Uh get to that. Mm
0: -hmm. So, then Gaynor calls Caroline, and um, for, like, something, she's, like, checking in on James, and mm-hmm. then Caroline's, like, oh, like, can you come to the hospital? We're over by, like, the ICU, and, like,
1: mm-hmm. um, so, Not really being super clear with Gaynor that, like, I'm under investigation right now, please help.
0: Yeah, so Gaynor comes over, she's, like, oh,
1: why are there police here? The police are, like,
0: hey, I got some questions for
1: you, mm-hmm. and, like, Caroline is mildly panicking because she hasn't yet told Gaynor that she actually found the apothecary shop and kind of like broke in and took these pictures and what the notes mean. So the police are like, so have you been investigating things with Caroline? And she's like, yes. And they're like, they hand over Caroline's notebook and they're like, does this look like something that would pertain to your research? And Gaynor's like, yeah, what are you talking about? This isn't weird at all. This isn't a murder plot. Gainer <laughs> like, is awesome. Like, can we just talk about, like,
0: the freaking, like, friend quota with Gainer here? Like, yeah. we've known her for four days. And yeah. she's just like, yeah. The fact that she's looking up, like, things that could kill people with, like, no. Nothing's nothing's wrong. This is fine. Yeah. So then, after all of this happens, um, like, the police are, like, they say something like, you know, James wants to see you, and then... Um. So, like, they, like, take Caroline to go see James, and mm-hmm. then, uh, they're, like, they finally, like, reveal to James, like, oh, yeah, we're investigating your wife for murdering you, and then James is, like, she had absolutely nothing to do with this. Like, yeah. go away. Um, basically. Did James, and, like, try to kill himself? Yes, he did. Oh. He didn't try to kill himself. Did you, like, not listen to that chapter part? No, I didn't. Oh, I will explain it in a moment. Okay. You we'll explain fucking explain it. it. Um. So, then, like, you know, James is, like, he's tired. and So, he's, like, you know, like, we have some stuff to talk about or whatever. And then, um, the nurse comes back in. She's, like, you know, like, he'll be released in the morning, should be, whatever. And so, Caroline, like, and Gaynor, like, go out and they have coffee. And Caroline comes clean with Gaynor about her whole investigation. And Mm then, um, you know we get to finally read, like, the other um one of, like, the 12th, and it's, like, talking about how Eliza, like, jumped off the bridge and the dead apothecary and everything. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the next morning, Caroline goes back to pick James up from the hospital, and then I think it's when they're in their, like, hotel room, or maybe they're still in the hospital, mm-hmm. and James is, like are you coming home with me and stuff? And Caroline's like, no, like, I'm filing for separation. And he's like, even on my deathbed. And then Caroline's like, what? And then James is all like, nothing. And Caroline's like, James, did you, like, ingest that on purpose? Mm -hmm. And James is like, what does it matter? And it basically implies that, like, yes, he took it on purpose because he wanted sympathy from her, wanted her to, like, forget about the fact that he cheated on her so they could go back to their thing. Like, she talks about how he's, like, a very calculated risk person, and, like, she's, like, obviously, like, the warning on the label was, like, so clear. Like, he had to have taken it on purpose.
1: Yeah, I do Because,
0: think that... like, he calculated the risk of ingesting eucalyptus oil was lower than the reward of potentially gaining my sympathy and being able to put all this heartbreak behind us
1: yeah i don't think that fully sank in when i was listening to that um yeah he's the absolute worst that's what happened his ass please like that's what happened
0: um so then eliza basically he like goes back to the states and eliza like goes to the library again and she like tells Gaynor that he's left and then she like asks to do some research or something and then
1: she like... Gaynor's like, why don't you join us at the library? And Caroline's like, well like I don't really live here. Yeah. And all that. Mm-hmm. So
0: then she goes and goes back to like the articles and she starts googling and, like, searching through the things for Eliza Fanning, and she finds this article, which makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. And it's talking about Eliza mm-hmm. and how she is, like, being interviewed for the bookstore that her and her husband, Tom Pepper, mm-hmm. she married the shop boy mm-hmm. who gave her the magical book, mm-hmm. and they have two kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got, and, like, their own
1: little happily ever after.
0: Mm-hmm. And she said she said something about... Um, she went through, like, a really rough time, and she, um, jumped to protect someone special to her, someone she still, like, receives counsel from to this day, and, like, my question, Eliza, is, like, are you talking about, like, Nella's spirit, or, like, did Nella live? Did the good luck tincture work for Nella as well? Like, it's very, like, up in the air whether or not, like, Nella lived. So I have a theory. Beyond that day.
1: Yeah, so I have a theory. I don't know how correct it is. So in the little ending of this book, um, Caroline is kind of walking through London with the vial. She's applied to Cambridge, which is where she wanted to go to get her master's oh, like degree. Master's degree. Yeah. She gets in and so she's moving to London. Yay, everyone's excited. Yeah,
0: she's moving, she has like six months before she moves
1: to London. <laughs> yes. So I believe it's before she leaves um from this initial trip. She's kind of walking through London with the vial and she thinks of Eliza doing the same. And she throws the vial back in the river, and it says, kind of like, as she's walking through London, it remarks, like, two women are also walking. So, like, I'm thinking, is that Eliza and Nella? Mm-hmm. Like, is it their ghosts? Is it their ghosts? Are they still alive? Like, what was in that book, A? Like, the special magic yeah, book. How like, magical is that book? Because, like... Like, how magical is it? Yeah. Did it give... But... If
0: it gave them like immortality and like stopped them at that point, then no, then Eliza would have never like grown beyond like a twelve year old. Yeah. So like, I don't think that's it. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking it was probably their ghosts because Mm -hmm. she says one minute she thinks she sees them and the next minute they're gone. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking it's probably their ghosts. Yeah. Like. Kind of like wandering around, waiting for someone to like find their secrets. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Okay, so that's kind of where we leave off. Um yes. I feel like in the beginning I would have given this book, like, maybe two and a half stars mm-hmm. at most for, like, the first 50%. But this, like, last half probably brought that's it better. up to, like, a 3.75 in my eyes. Really? Yes. I was, I was thinking,
1: like, a straight three. I was, like,
0: super, super
1: in love with, the
0: like, the last half of this book. Mm-hmm. If the first half would have been better, it probably would would have been closer to, like, four and a half.
1: Mm-hmm. But, like,
0: this last half got me, like, so good.
1: The last half was really, really good. I feel like I would have rated it higher if I had read some more romance books lately and, like, my romance meter was filled. Yeah. But, like, the last four or five books I've read have had, like, just, like, little sprinklings of romance and I need, like, the whole ass bottle. Please.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like, I loved like the mystery of it i i feel like i probably could have read this as Mm -hmm. just like just with nella and eliza like i don't think i would have even needed like the present day perspective i liked the way that it was i don't know i was very annoyed with caroline's perspective of like oh i already know this about the apothecary shop i want to know what happens next in the apothecary shop like i wanted to know more from the apothecary shop and caroline's perspective was kind of like unneeded in my eyes like it was very much like a okay your talent like we're i don't
1: yeah i feel like caroline's perspective was nothing like what i thought it would be yeah i thought it was gonna be something along the lines of like someone else carrying on this tradition or like now it's like super high tech and we're killing men still Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know i was kind of expecting caroline
0: to be like going on this hunt with, like, maybe a descendant of the apothecary when we yeah. first started. Like, she, like, it leads her to find love with, like, the apothecary's, like, descendant. I would be been okay with that, too. That's kind of where I thought this was gonna go when we first started reading this. hmm Um, but that's not where it went. No. I'm happy with where it went. I'm happy that Caroline, like, decided to go out on her own and figure out her crap and, like, do her own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Like I really loved the way this like went, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Like I really, really was like meh in the beginning, and I feel like we could have taken Caroline's perspective out, made this book like a little bit like maybe added like some flashbacks to like Nella with her mother,
2: mm-hmm. or
0: like Nella with like Frederick. I would have loved some or like some of Nella those. With, like, some flashbacks of, like, Nella's
1: previous life. hmm Um, like, more than what we got. Yeah. Of her just, like, telling Eliza these things. Because there were so many moments where she was, like, these moments just emotionally scarred me so deeply that they've shaped the person I've become. Mm-hmm. But, like, a flashback would have been so much more powerful there. Than her basically, convey. like, yeah. telling Eliza or
0: something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I also would have enjoyed, like, Eliza helping Nella to find new love. Or something along those lines. Like, yeah. I just wanted, like, Nella's story more than, like, Caroline's. Like, I liked and loved Nella so much more than I did Caroline.
1: Yeah. shame. But I think that's it. Yeah. We're done. I'm kind of tired of talking about this book. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, that's gonna wrap up today's review. We hope that you guys enjoyed it. Definitely let us know if you guys read The Lost Path, Carrie. Did you have the same thoughts? Did you have different thoughts? Um, reach out on our social media. Let us know um it's always linked down below and then if you guys also have a second we'd love it if you followed us on your favorite podcasting platform and if you have two seconds to leave us a rating that also really really helps us out but that's it from us today thanks for listening